Hey there, skips and skipperettes from all across the vast electronic wasteland known only as Internet Land. And welcome back to Tales from the Jungle Cruise. This week we are back with a new episode and we're chatting again with uh, skipper Stephanie Grace in the second half of her time with us on the podcast. I think there are really two different kinds of episodes we do. There's the ones where we're really digging into the history of Disneyland, getting to know someone's experience, and putting it into a bigger context that will really bring something to the oral history that we're recording. Then there's ones like this, where we're just basically screwing around with friends uh, that we worked with, uh, joking and chatting. There's a lot more soapbox time than I've been trying to do lately, so I'm sorry about that. But you do get to hear the history of the only 24-shot derailment in jungle history. And we have a lot of fun talking about nostalgia. Also, this one was recorded way back in January, um, and I did accurately call the closing of Interventions. Now, we also have just recently launched something new and exciting, and I hope that it's something you will take a look at. Skippers are a creative and diverse bunch. There's a lot of artists, photographers, and graphic designers who've been around the rivers. We're looking to give them a place to share their ideas in the time-honored form of a novelty t-shirt. We're calling it Merchandise from the Jungle Cruise, and the shop is open now. You can find your Tales from the Jungle Cruise swag there, as well as a lot of other fun and humorous products. Check us out by following the links over at facebook.com slash junglecruise, C-R-E-W-S, or go directly by following the links uh, to our shop over at gallery, G-A-L-L-O-R-E-E dot com, and just search cruise, C-R-E-W-S, in the search box to see all of our shirts. One last thing. This was the last episode before we received our big bump, and all of our new listeners at the same time. Now, the last two months have been really transformative, and we've had a couple hundred thousand listens since then. Look, guys, thanks for staying with us and giving us your feedback and thoughts. We really love it, and we love all the reviews over at iTunes. Uh, look, we're listening to you. Thanks for listening to us. So here we go, Season 4, Episode 17, as we sit back down for Part 2 with Dr. Stephanie Grace, Attorney at Law. Kungaloosh, everyone. that they want nostalgia and yeah I, i'm nostalgic for the time before we had a time that we were nostalgic for everything <laughs> Me too. because <laughs> <laughs> that's why i'm not recently i'm just like who uh, but you know kids don't care but you take a look at um like what disney's doing with and it started with alice in wonderland and all the live action things mm. the new cinderella trailer looks terrible Seen. Oh, wait, did I? Because they took oh. the, 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 the stepsisters mm-hmm. and they redid them in real life to look exactly like they did in the cartoons. They're not doing something different, but the reason that they're not doing it is because, look, Disney has found out that when they take risks, Atlantis, um, the Rocketeer, uh, um, 
Treasure Planet, mm-hmm. which all were really solid things. Rocketeer now has gotten a little more nostalgic because, you know, steampunk and, yeah. and the, the time. But you look at all of these things where they started taking risks that they weren't rewarded. And then they get rewarded when they do the kind of formula. So, of course, they're going to go to live action and yeah. all of their animated stuff because it's nostalgia. People people want to go back in and see something that feels the same but isn't going too far out on a limb. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a shame because they really limit, you know, look, yes, they're going to have more princesses that are going to, you know, stick the role. I would love to. If, I, if someone gave me a magic wand that I could, you know, write and direct and produce a Disney animated <laughs> film, no, seven brides for seven brothers, but with princesses and princes. I would give seven new princesses and make it multicultural, and that thing would be the biggest blockbuster you'd ever have. <laughs> Seven new princesses. We could have a Latina princess. We could have, you know. I'm ready for that. Yeah, we'll be totally down with it. Uh, Australian princess. What the hell? We'll throw one <laughs> into the land down under. Uh, but the reason why Frozen was so good was because it was familiar. Yeah. So. Frozen, though, man, every time I watch that film, it gets worse. <laughs> I loved it. When I first saw it, I loved it. And then the more I look into it, the more I look into that scene of them at the wedding at the wedding, sorry, at, at the, the coronation. And I look and I'm like, oh, it's so nice that there are chubby chicks in that audience. But it's all the same chubby chick. Yeah, the clo- it's a clone stamp. And they're all really ugly. <laughs> I'm like, this is just laziness. It's a clone stamp. They're just basically yeah. photoshopping them in. So. I just, yeah, I just, every time I watch it, I'm like, ugh, lazy. <laughs> uh, so in the time that you, that you were there, let's just kind of segue it because I want to make sure we're keeping a... Yeah, yeah, because you know, I don't want to be coming off as negative. I I'm not negative about the company. I I don't have a per- perception or you know regrets or anything like that. Yeah. But there's also realistic discussion about things. I think oh, that yeah. there's always things which, of course, no one will ever listen to us because you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Although yeah. Disney legal, Disney legal will listen to us every episode we put up. <laughs> That's a different story. The biggest fans. Uh, oh yeah, they love me. They uh, they send Facebook messages all the time. Oh, do they? No, no. Oh, okay. Um, but but so in the time that you were there, you know, six, seven years, mm-hmm. seven, eight years. Um, what are the what's the are there events that stand out for you that when someone says what was it like to be a skipper or what was your favorite? Do you have moments that that just stick in your mind that are like this was what the entire experience was about for me? I don't know if uh, there's a single moment that encapsulated my yeah, entire... Or, or even just some good stories. Too. Yeah, I've got some good stories. Um, one of my favorite stories that always gets people kind of interested is... <laughs> kind of interested. It always makes people pretend that they're caring. Is, um... oh, and it's funny because that's just how my family is about most stories that I tell. Yeah. So that's, you know... That's, that's nice, honey. Yeah. <laughs> um, is uh, I was working at the Jungle Cruise um, on the premiere of, I think, the second... Um, a Pirates Pirate, movie. Ruby. Oh, that was that. Were was you fun. there that night? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was a great night. That was a night that a bunch of us went and somewhere. There's one time I was just you know standing at at, at the rotunda at Indy and this big group comes from you know out from backstage and they come up and they're asking out on the ride. I'm like, oh yeah, sure. Walk them up. I spiel to them, put them on, and then the last person I see is wearing a hat and he just looks at me and says, "Thank you." And I realized it was Johnny Depp and I was yep. like, oh, fabulous. That, that thank you. Yes. Um, and then the leads come running. Where is he? <laughs> and they're like, we've got to make sure he doesn't get harassed. And I'm like, yeah. he was fucking fine. <laughs> he was fine until you started harassing Until you started running around yelling. Um, um, anyway, so. <clears throat> I, I remember the first um, the first Pirates one, there's a story um, that there's this girl who was working 
stores or something, and she was behind the opera house on her break reading um, reading the Two Towers, reading the uh-huh. Tolkien book. And over her over her shoulders, this this boy's oh, how are you liking that book? And she's like, well, it's not as good as the first one, and it's kind of you know a little boring. He's like, well, don't worry, you know, it's going to pick up. And then the elves are in it; it's really amazing. And she turns around, and it's 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 Orlando Bloom oh. standing behind her, giving her feedback about her reading of uh, of Tolkien and Lord of the like- Rings. A dream. It was pretty funny. I think nowadays, though, I'd rather it be Lee Pace. Sorry. It's all right. You know, t- tastes have to evolve and change. It's, I actually have gone from, you know, when, when I grew up, it was like, you know, Jennifer Connelly and Christina Ricci. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, and, then, and now it's like Kirsten Schaal. I think that my nerd tastes have evolved mm-hmm. to where it's not a little more refined of a... So speaking of uh, speaking of Disney movies, have you uh, have you seen Strange Magic? No, D- Disney's Disney's distributing it. It's George Lucas's yeah. uh, animated movie. Um, I'm told that it's the new Fantasia, and and by that I mean that to truly enjoy it, you have to be on LSD. Well, uh, then let's go tonight. <laughs> it, it is apparently the most uh, god awful. It's like an animated Mamma Mia meets uh, Midsummer Night's Dream. It's apparently really terrible. You know, don't describe it like that to me because that sounds great. It's it's. <laughs> It's what what Cloud Atlas did for historical dramas. This movie does for animated musicals. Oh God! I, you know, I just rewatched Fantasia two thousand, and that thing's almost unwatchable. Uh, except for the except for the Rite of Spring, the Forest Sprite. Uh, that whole I, sequence for me is so. But kind of remember that the the Green Spirit who renews that one for me was was a fantastic. Imagine because I think you know we were watching the whales and then we just couldn't. Uh, no, the one that the one that breaks it for me that I every time I have to like stop or or forward over is the the Donald Duck uh, pomp and circumstance one that they did the pomp and circumstance mm-hmm. to Noah's Ark. Oh, oh, that was one of the worst things that Disney has yeah. put their stamp on. It was so bad. I found out recently. I don't know if you're aware that Donald Duck is like huge in Finland and Germany. That that would make sense. Yeah, and uh, this uh, metal band, well, actually, it's the guy who runs a metal band, the, the lead, the the writer of Nightwish. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made a an album, a concept album for the comic book, The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I told my friend from Germany, he goes, "That's one of my favorite books ever." <laughs> like totally not, you know, sarcastic. they they um they still have really high sales on the the Donald uh, Scrooge McDuck comic books. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, and if you're talking about a reboot, why the hell don't they bring, you know, Darkwing Duck back? Yeah. You know, that's something yeah. that I, I would enjoy that. That would be yeah. fun. That would be. Yeah. Maybe we should probably talk more about Jungle Cruise. Yeah, anyway. But, but, yeah. No, no, it's fine. This, people get the tangents that we go off on, so. Um, but yeah, so I mean, uh, so what else? What other, any other fun, loving moments? Yeah. Um, well, one thing I'm very famous for is my uh, 24 shot. Oh, I, I thought you were famous for your cupcakes. No, those are awful. <laughs> okay. That's well, not even a lie. <laughs> in, infamous for you. I am infamous. So a 24 shot. That, um, my math uh, on that is, is interesting. Yeah, it's, it's a combo. It's a combo. Um, so <clears throat> this is back in the day of, and I have like trainers who would have t- taken me out of rotation to tell the story about how everything went wrong and how to not do it that way. Luckily, I didn't do anything wrong. Um, but, uh, so I was, um, driving along, and I, I'm almost certain you were there, not that day necessarily, but, um, driving along at IndyQ, and I ran over something, and it went like, kunk, 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 and n- nowadays I would have thought I six shot, but then I was like, I didn't six shot, and I didn't six shot, 
Um, so I called back to the jungle and I said, Hey, there's something, you know, something covering the rail. Um, you know, don't send any more boats. But that morning my, uh, radio wasn't working and the lead just said, you know, don't worry. But you didn't know that. Oh no, I knew. Okay. The lead just said I could tell you, but I don't want to, uh, he's a friend, but, um, he's not Renzo. (laughs) Sorry. Um, because it comes up in the story later. So anyway, but my, my radio is broken. So they heard kind of jumbled, you know, radio stuff. And, uh, I was telling them like, don't send any more boats. We need to evacuate, figure out what's on the track. But they didn't hear that. All they heard was me three shot. Cause I couldn't proceed forward. Um, so they sent a boat out. The boat goes over it at full speed and it's fine. Cause actually it's harder to derail at full speed. Um, and then it's, uh, it was Greg Yoon and Renzo. Mm-hmm. And so they stop, and Greg Yoon runs on my boat, and I keep going, my, nothing wrong with my boat, there's nothing wrong with my boat, you remember that thing that just happened back there, there's nothing wrong with my boat. And then he, like, doesn't listen to me and starts, like, trying to start it up again. Um, so eventually they get the point, and I'm like, okay, well, make sure, like, go back, make sure you go fast, because you're going to have six shot if you don't. Um, and so Renzo's like, okay, starts going back, and Greg Yoon throws him out of the way and says, let me show you how it's done, and six shots it. Um, <laughs> So there's a and that's a bad place to six shot going backwards because you're well, uh, front right, front guide or back back oh oh so it popped it when it was going back <laughs> over the front side front guide is really bad if you're if you're ever going backwards because the momentum <coughs> will throw the side the front of the boat off to mm-hmm. the sides on the banks oh uh, yeah yeah they didn't do that luckily yeah so yeah they were looking at me though and holding up six fingers and all the kids mm-hmm. in the boat started doing it too yep <laughs> it's very funny. Um, so then, um, the lead was nowhere to be found, but there was some idiot who I happened to be dating. <laughs> I didn't realize it until, like, years after that he was the you one involved. You didn't realize that you were dating him until years after? Yeah, I know. It was wow. a horrible nightmare. I, um, <laughs> I, I hate when you're dating someone you don't know that you're dating them. That's just No, a... I didn't realize that he was... It was around the time we broke up, I realized that he had been the one on the radios that day, on that fateful day. Yeah. Um, but, uh... Anyway, so he calls, does an all call, say, all boats reverse direction to the dock. And I'm sitting here in DQ, stopped, and I'm like, the fuck? So somebody, six shots coming out of the hippo pool, somebody, six shots going into the hippo pool, and then there was another three shot, and we're down for like eight hours. Uh, 24 shots. That's pretty much, that pretty much describes my ultimate Starbucks dream. What's your ultimate Starbucks dream? Oh, 24 24 shots. shots. <laughs> Man, you would be flying. Yes. Shit. <laughs> I um I saw a uh uh I'm sorry, I saw I was told the story um about a double derail going into the elephant bathing pool and both of the guides popped a hundred percent and the boat started drifting. Mm-hmm. So you basically had this boat that slowly sideways was almost up against uh-huh. the elephants. Uh, and basically the other boats just kept on going around until, <laughs> until you know, it's like, oh, look, there's another boat with a whole bunch of guests on it right over there. And then they, of course, six shot it and realized what was going on. But <laughs> it, uh, that's one of those bad things. You've, of course, heard Jack Curlin's, uh, double six shot story, right? I have not heard that story. It is one of the things I love the most about him. And I say it all the time. I like in my re- everyday life, I say this catchphrase from this. Um, so I guess he double six shot in um, in the hippo pool, and so he went in and starts drifting off. Um, and he calls six shots, calls in, and there goes. And he's like, "Oh, well, a six shot in the hippo pool," and they're like, "Okay, is it front or rear guide?" And he's like, "Well, if 
I was a gambling man, I'd say both. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm just always like, well, I was a gambling man. And when he rehired just recently, I was pointing out to people, I'm like, that's the guy. (laughs) I I wonder, because, okay, so Jungle Cruise skippers, a lot of them have very uh, poor... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Impulse control? Mm-hmm. Uh, and things come out of their mouth. So I'm just wondering how many people have either been written up or fired in the last two weeks. Because, you know, there's the joke about when you get off the boat, that's all right, everyone, make sure you go over the tropical import so you can receive your free, ca- <laughs> free case of malaria. I have heard that someone did a free case of measles, and I just wonder how quickly. <laughs> and while you're at it, go over to Frontierland and get a free blanket. <laughs> Oh gosh, I would. That would be I, me. I have to imagine that, that would someone be me that has got fired. <laughs> I have to imagine someone. Uh, that's look. We don't have to go into depth about it because for two reasons. One, uh, it's effing stupid. Vaccinate your kids. Um, but two, um, the this podcast isn't going to go up for probably four weeks, mm-hmm. so we won't be talking about anything at that point. That's you know, it's, everyone's yeah. everyone said what needs to be said. Disneyland is safe if you've had your vaccinations. It's yeah. just cra- herd, herd, you know, immunization, herd. Um, yeah. Anyway. But the other thing we can talk about, even though it's going to be up a little bit late, um, you want to talk about all the cool announcements, quote unquote cool, from two nights ago? All the, the 60th oh, anniversary stuff? You know, so I'm terrible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I know that, but it's on. Un- and I have seen them. I can talk it's, about people's Facebook comments uh, on it, you know, but I haven't actually looked at it. Uh, I I think underwhelmed is a good thing for me to say. So first of all, you know, the 50th anniversary, how they had all the the gold ride vehicles. Now it's all going to be diamonds. No, no. My, my prediction, just be dazzled because that's the, the <laughs> least expensive. They can just go there with rhinestones and just... Uh, just like spray glue Amazon, and then shake yeah, some rhinestones at exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> Amazon Bell can be twinkly for a year. I... Okay. I'd be so down, though. Uh, like, I'd be... No, they're doing, they're doing three things. They're doing... Um, um, a revamp of the fireworks show, which okay, great. That the fiftieth fireworks show was pretty damn good. Yeah, but they're going to be doing the um, the texture wrap video the way that they do on Small World for the holidays. Uh huh. All the way down Main Street. Yeah. So I think that actually is pretty cool because the number one gripe about fireworks is that if you're on Main Street, you don't get the full experience. So it's going to actually be really smart because they're going to make it be okay not to be in the hub. That's nice. It's okay to be a little farther back. So that that's a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be redoing the the parade with um, the one from Tokyo. That's the the um, LED lights. Ooh, it's kind of like. Um, uh, the electric light parade with LEDs, basically. But uh, yeah, from what I've seen, it looks really, really good. And then they're totally redoing World of Color, uh, and it's going to be good. Uh, Walt Disney, <laughs> Walt Disney's history, and it's really going to focus on Walt and the company and the animation and things, which will be great if only for one thing: to get rid of that Lion King segment out of World of Color. <laughs> The single most inappropriate moment I've ever heard at a Disney park. Yeah. And I every time I'm, I'm at World of Color and I hear the whole, Dad, I just hear children's, you know, hearts being shattered out there. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, really? I just wanted to bring back the Hellfire moment. part. Oh, I like that. That's all I want. Part. Can we just put that somewhere in the Disney story? Uh. Like, and then somebody he loved died. <laughs> I loved Hunchback. I thought Hunchback was such a good... It's like my favorite Disney movie. And still, Festival of Fools, the stage show... So good! ...was the best thing I've ever seen in Disney. We went and saw it, like, I don't know, ten times when when I was a kid. 
Yeah. One of the rumors about Star Wars Land that has been kicked around is actually that the new entrance to it would be there, mm. uh, kind of where Big Thunder Ranch is. Yeah. And then a lot of the ride, because a lot of the issue, issues with Toontown is that it has to close during fireworks. But if mm. Star Wars Land was in buildings the way that Indy is, you could have that running under the fireworks at night. That would be, I never even thought of it being an so, entire indoor land. Yeah, but it would basically have to take... Toontown would disappear, so... Yeah. I don't know that they have the intestinal fortitude to make a decision like that. Yeah, I like Toontown. There's a lot of space back there, though. Yeah, there is. Because they were were talking for a while um, about a Zorro roller coaster, or Zorro ride of some sort, Mm -hmm. that would be back to give... You know, because Frontierland is anemic. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There is nothing there. It has great theming, though. Yeah. Yeah, I worked at Big Thunder for a hot second. That was like, the worst time of my life. <laughs> it's a little high pressure. <laughs> yeah, it was. I was so excited and wanted to work there for years. And all my best friends were leads over there. You know, it's people I hired in with and just loved. And then I got there and I was like, oh. I, I turned it down more times than I, than I could shake a stick at. I, I had no interest in going over to Thunder. I tried for years to get it. And then I finally got it, and I was like, I was wrong. I was so wrong. <laughs> it's not, you know, all the coaster stuff, you have to have a temperament for mm-hmm. it. It has to be... Uh, Indy's great, because you can't back that up. Yeah. Because Indy, it'll just sit. If you don't do anything, if you back up, you're just like, whatever, they'll deal. <laughs> the worst thing you get is somebody going, it was dark in there. Is that normal? And you're like, yeah, it whatever. Yeah. Rewrite. Um, so yeah, Indy is just like, <clears throat> I would say Indy, for me... Um, except for in all the downtimes, people yelling at you about it, was the most low-stress yeah. attraction I worked. Yeah, I, I mean, I actually really enjoyed the rotation with Indy, because I, look, I love Film Room, and... Oh, know, me freaking too. Oh, Film Room was great. Just stand and, there, and it's cold, and lean up on the altar, and yeah. maybe sit a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking about, um, you know, so if they do Chris Pratt... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, as Indiana Jones, that they, of course, then would have to do, like, Benedict Cumberbatch's Sala. <laughs> no, you mentioned that, and I said, no, he is the villain. He gets his oh, face okay. melted off. Yeah. That's my opinion. So who else, who could be Sala? That, that's an even harder... Well, one. I mean, uh, John Rhys-Davies. Uh, <laughs> um, go, go back and rewatch any of the Sliders episodes with him, and he's such a... That man, I, I kind of have a thing for that man, because he's gigantic. Oh, except, did you see him in The Princess Diaries? Was it was that the princess? That was one, that was Princess Diaries. Was the was the Julie Andrews? Yeah, yeah. When he was in those movies, he was like down to like one hundred and thirty pounds. He was so rail thin. When who changed, was he in those movies? He was like the advisor. Like his his whole face is very thin. Oh. And yeah, well, I mean, I love I. You know, we're big fans of watching Lord of the Rings intensely yeah. and watching all the, the features. <laughs> You know, hours and hours of features, and it pisses it pissed me off watching the new one because you know they didn't have to do you know because dwarves are larger than hobbits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the hobbit scaling worked for him because he's just so big. Yeah, they didn't have to change it. They didn't have to rescale him. And then you watch you know the new hobbits, and I'm like, hobbits yeah. are dwarf sized. What's your problem? <laughs> there was well, look, we could we could spend an hour. But yeah, we don't want to do the you know <laughs> Lord of the Rings Lord of the Rings podcast. That's <laughs> we could, but it would it would take nine hours to talk about all the the flaws with the Hobbit. So that's it you would know, it would take way more than nine hours. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. Um, so yeah, no, I, as far as the announcement goes for the 60th, I you know I was on the I kind of 
suspected that they were not going to do any of the other big announcements as far as either a third gate. But yeah. it's, it's so difficult because we live in this instant gratification society mm-hmm. um, that people want these big teasers. Look, there has been so much leaked about the new Star Wars movie that I've intentionally stayed away from because I don't want to know any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's so much stuff that's out there, and it's. I think that that's the same mentality that people have right now, that they want to know what's next. They want to know what to look forward to. Yeah. And it's difficult because, uh, here's some perspective, the last new ride that opened the Disneyland was 10 years ago with Buzz Lightyear. Before that, it was the 40th anniversary with Indy. Winnie the Pooh's there somewhere, though. Uh, yeah, Winnie the Pooh's there. That's kind of, you know... And Winnie the Pooh's just basically Indiana Jones with kids. <laughs> That's the best description I've ever heard of it. And once I noticed that, I started liking it a lot more. <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's go on Indy. Uh, okay, so the challenge <laughs> is, Indy. here's the challenge, to preload the Indiana Jones uh, ride show loop into a set of, of iPhone headphones and ride... <laughs> Ride the Winnie the Pooh. I will fulfill the journey see, with you. See how it sinks. Is it is it Dark Side of the Moon and Wizard of Oz? It might be. I hope so. It better be. Oh. I'll make it so. Bum, ba, bum, 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 bum. And you're in the you're in the jizz rooms. Oh, <laughs> that's jizz so room funny. Winnie the Pooh. Um. So yeah, no, it's but it's tough because people want. I mean, granted, yes, DCA, Cars Land. There's a lot of great stuff that's happened, but because. There hasn't been a lot happening over on the the Disney side. Yeah. People want to know things like, please, can we get rid of interventions? That would be a very <laughs> important question. You know, can we put something? Right. In, can we put something in that building that's enjoyable? <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, they want Marvel City. They want Star Wars Land. Yeah. They want to know what's happening. And you know, there's. I can't imagine that they're going to go too long before they make official announcements about um, the what's happening with Star Wars. Yeah, because you know they're gonna the EO is closed. The Magic Eye Theater is. Was, oh, I didn't realize EO was closed. Oh, it's been closed for a while now. They did Big oh. Big Hero Six all through the, mm. the fall. There was the preview for mm. it, um, and now it's going to be a preview for something else. But then you've got you know Muppets is closed for Frozen. Uh, yeah, but the word is that they're in the middle of filming and producing the next Muppet movie okay. that's going to go into the three D side because they're. It's it's an old thing, and it really it's dated very hard. Mm-hmm. The Waldo is still one of the most annoying things I've ever seen in my life. You know, uh, and I know people who like I know people who are nostalgic with Waldo. That's the scary that's thing. Weird people who are like, oh no, he's great. It's like I remember <laughs> him from when I was. And it's, oh no, it's awful. I sat in on a meeting for uh, the original Muppets 3D when I was an infant. Yeah, my mom was walking through first class on a trip to Florida to go change me yep. in the bathroom. And this guy was like, Ooh, who's that? And it was Jim Henson with his big Jim Henson beard. Oh. And she was like, I have to change her, but I will be back. <laughs> Cause she recognized him. Yeah. And then he held me and then he died a month later. Oh yeah. I still I killed him. Every, um, every, uh, <laughs> I, I don't think it was you. Um, <laughs> it was <laughs> every, every winter, uh, every, every holiday season, my wife's biggest happiness Mm. is watching the uh, Muppet Family Christmas. 
which is one of my it's one of the best Christmas specials because it combines mm-hmm. the Muppets and the Fraggles and Sesame Street and mm-hmm. it ties it all together. And, but the great thing, at the very end of it, there's a, a great cameo by Jim Henson that is very. Um, it, it just it sums up everything about him for me, and it's just such. Every time I see it, I get a little misty. Aww. And Christy doesn't, you know, understand. But I, I grew up. <laughs> I grew up on the Muppets. So yeah. Yeah. So, uh, any uh, did you have any any big fun celebrity times at the uh, the Wacky Jungle Ride? Oh yeah, um, I had Josh Groban on my boat. He was my first celebrity. This is before I'm, I was aware he was awesome. Um, I don't know if you've heard him seeing Kanye West tweets or anything. No. Oh God. Okay. Well, before you go today, I have to. Um, he's hilarious, and he was there, and he had this, it was like a like a frat party, like him and three of his friends. They're all pretty young, and like their girlfriends. And they were just, like, standing and, like, not, like, they were listening to me, but they were just not being very, very good. But not in a malicious way. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. He just kept saying stuff that cracked me up. And, and he uh, left. And as he crossed the boxes, as he left, he goes, I'm never going to forget you, Stephanie Grace. And someday, someday. Someday you're going to make him I'm gonna those ma- words. Exactly. I'm going to be like, Josh, you said it's me. Do Stephanie you remember Grace. me? Remember? Um, no, and why are you repelling outside my hotel window? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I would, because I, I fucking love him. Um, just for the funny stuff that he does. I had him, um, one time at Indy, I had uh, Robin Williams, and I ran around, and I was like, guys, Bono's here. <laughs> <laughs> and then I found out two days later it was Robin Williams. Um, I pissed off Donny Osmond, who was a... Well, that's, that, that's an achievement. I kind of love Donny Osmond, though, yeah. because of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. And I saw him, and I was like... The, uh, the Osmonds were playing on the Fantasyland stage when we went when I was eight. Oh, my! Because they... Uh, a long, long time ago, during the, uh, the land of the 80s uh, <laughs> and late 70s, Disneyland did not have the record numbers that it has now. Shock and amazement. Uh-huh. Uh, but in the late 70s, they would have seriously big musical acts in the Tomorrowland Terrace and on the Fantasyland stage. It makes more sense now when people said they used to go there to dance. Yeah. No, it was it was big time and they uh, you know you had Videopolis and all the mm-hmm. things that were going on. So yeah, it was uh, it was a party time. They had major and then during the sixties it was jazz. It was Count Basie That's and awesome. I mean there was, you know, the Carnation stage was jazz night. Yeah. That's awesome. But now now you're not going to... What? Know, you're not going to see Kenny G anytime soon on... You know. Damn it! God, uh, why do you have to ruin everything for me? Um, but yeah, so I got... I got uh, um, yeah, Donny Osmond, who I thought this kid was part of the group, and they weren't, and got pissed off. I had... Oh, I'm so bad, because I never remember his name, but I love him from being in Muppets from Space, and that's the worst thing to know him from. He was in um, Arrested Development... Bateman? No, no, uh, the older one, the the dad from Arrested Development. Oh, uh, the one who's in Transparent. Yes. Yeah, uh, Tambor, Jeffrey Tambor. Yeah, yeah, and which, by the way, Transparent, fantastic show. I've only seen a couple episodes, but really good. Yeah, I might, I might watch that. But I had him, and uh, one of my friends from uh, City Hall was escorting him. And was like, "Who's the best skipper?" And I always answer that correctly. Yes. I, I will never, if there's someone better than me, or that I perceive to be better than me, I will always be like yeah. that one. But Kip, Kip's here today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kip's here today. Kevin Lively's here today. You know, someone like that. And I look around, and it's all new kids. And I'm like, to be honest, me. <laughs> um, so yeah, I took him out, and he shook my hand, and that was amazing. I had John Voight. He, his family, one thing, every single one of them's gorgeous. Yeah. 
Um, I guess I shouldn't be shocked after Angelina Jolie. Yeah, but the, but you look at him and you just wonder yeah. what, what tree the apple is falling from because it's not his tree. Yeah. Well, he was just so nice. Yeah. He was... Oh, yeah, yeah. And his family laughed at everything and they were all beautiful and he had the coolest cowboy hat I'd ever seen. And I, it was just like, I don't know. I'm not a John Voight fan, really. I don't really know him from many things, but yeah. I was like starstruck because his presence. Oh, and Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is one of my favorites because I'm not a Tom Cruise fan, but that man in person, oh, not yeah. on, not on screen, in person is so fucking gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's not even funny. Even the straightest of you know homophobic guys were even saying like, "Wow," and yet <laughs> and yet he's relatively short. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I I threw him I threw him on Kevin Lively's boat. Speaking of. Um, because I was like, I don't know, so I get nervous around celebrities, so I, you know, tend to not try to, like, yeah. necessarily be the one whose boat they're on. Um, but, uh, yeah, and he came back and he was like, that was amazing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I thought, I thought a lot of, I don't know if anything was particularly exciting. I don't think I have any great, I did, I was scratching my nose one time at the indie elevator like this, so kind of looking like I was picking my nose almost. And then the door opened, and it was Diane Keaton. Mm-hmm. And then she just goes, thank you, and walks away. And I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> Scratching my nose. Oops, timing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got I to keep up. Got to keep running. Um, but yeah. But, but yeah, with the length of time that we were there, there's, there's just too many opportunities to, you know, you, you, you can't not, you know, run into a whole ton of people, so. Yeah. We we're running close to the end here. Yeah, we're we're within five. Okay, five ish minutes, five or ten. I, I can um, I can cut it, however. Yeah, you know, because we'll be cutting out at least a good <laughs> third of this. For, yeah, you know, no, it's. I mean, I do have I do have some more stuff, um, some more like random stories. Of course, now that I've said that, they completely left my mind. No, absolutely, because that's that's the jungle thing. Is you can't tell the jokes after you leave properly. Yeah, and you can't remember. You can't remember. You know. I don't know. I just feel like I'd be like this listing them though. <laughs> like the time that hey, I there was uh, this time. You don't have to tell the story. Just hey, there was the time that that one guy was on my boat. Do you remember that? That was hilarious. Yeah, there was this time this thing happened. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah, that was great. Hilarious. I was totally that was that the time. best. I did have a time where uh, I did Dead Skipper at front side of water, and Larry Meza just like killed it mm-hmm. at the backside. He like. I, you know, I was doing Dead Skipper, and he goes by, and he goes, it was right before my 21st birthday party, like, the next day is my 21st birthday party, and he goes, oh, no, they got Stephanie Grace, oh, what are we gonna do, she was so close to her 21st birthday, and going on about it, and then going on how he might, he sees a little, you know, angel going up in the sky, and all the people were, like, listening to him, and the piranhas went off. <laughs> I think that, the, you know, it's, the toughest thing sometimes is... We we see this context of eight hours a day, fifty two you know weeks a year. Yeah, and the guests see ten minutes, so they're cutting a piece of the continuity out. And because yes. we see so much of a different view of it, uh huh. They you do realize most of the time that we're amusing ourselves, they have no fucking clue. Yeah, it's it's so far off of the radar for what they understand. And I think that the the number one quality that leads at that ride have to have is the ability to forget that bigger picture and look at ten minute increments. Yeah, because you have to think what is this ten what is the ten minutes doing 
or eight or whatever you know it is. Yeah. Because that's the kind of mentality that that the leads have to look at is, mm-hmm. you know, is this funny to us because we're there every day, or is it funny to a guest who comes through the line on a ten minute interview? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really really tough. Uh, <clears throat> you know, thing that gets me the most. I don't know. It's a lot of non-funniness happening, and I cannot get over people complaining about how much they get paid or complaining about their job and the jokes. I'm like, wow, guys, way to make the guests feel yeah, like shit. I, I've <laughs> never, I never have understood that. I've never, uh, it never has been a, a, a concept that I've bought into yeah. that it's okay to be negative about your employment. It's, it's, yeah. And it's, it's funny that what happens is people do it because they hear other people do it and they think it's normalized. Yeah. But the reality of it is, is... There is not a point, look, maybe one out of a hundred skippers can pull that off and have it work. Yeah. But when 75% of it, of the skippers are making jokes like that, it becomes a bitter and negative uh, train of thought. Yeah. And you know, look, it's not negative. It's, it's a phenomenal place to work within some of the context. And, you know, obviously yeah. it's given me four years of material to, to sit and chat with you yeah. know, people, but... You know, it's it's fantastic. And to sit there and be, you know, complaining, mm-hmm. look, yes, you could go make 12 bucks an hour by working at the new In-N-Out on Ball and uh, and State College. Go for it. Yeah. If, you know, you can you can try to <clears throat> make jokes on their microphone all day long. Who cares? <laughs> I do love it, though, in the uh, love it quote, when <laughs> the uh, uh, tram people from Mickey and Friends oh, try to be Jungle Skip. I... That's uh, yeah. That can be crushed as quickly as possible. Yeah, I'm like uh, God damn. No, you guys. And the and the, the worst part is they steal the jungle jokes. Yeah, and they try to make them relevant. You're like no. Yeah, the mother-in-law joke does not work on the parking lot. Train. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it's a real mother-in-law, damn it. No, though. If they started just doing it that blatantly, I'd be down. Yeah. <laughs> if they just started it's so offensively doing it, the Jungle Cruise. Oh. <laughs> Well, and, and, you know, and the reality of it is the, the water gets in our blood, you know. Yeah. Whether I'm sitting here talking to you. In. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, whether it's, you know, me, like it, gives us, it gives us in the jungle herd immunity. That's the good part. <laughs> is that everyone who works there, we're safe. Um, but no, I mean, because you and I obviously have, have a, a history. But, um, you know, whether I sit down with someone who worked in the 60s or 70s or 80s, mm-hmm. it's this same instant connection because we we went through something together. Yeah. So it's great because, you know, it it is, you know, what, maybe 50 people a year get trained on the Jungle Cruise. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the actual number yeah. is. But let's just say it's 50 and let's extrapolate that over, you know, 60 years. There's been maybe 3,000 people in the history of Disneyland who have done this job. Mm-hmm. It's, probably, it's probably a little more than that. Let's say 5,000. Yeah. But that's such a small number of people who have had the same experience mm-hmm. and who have been able to take that and make it part of who they are, make it part of the, the, the way that they go out into the world. That It's amazing. It's a great you know, way yeah. of looking at it. Um, and hopefully I'm still working on some more Walt Disney World skippers and Adventurers Club cast members. And oh, God, the Adventurers uh, Club. I miss the AC so badly. Did, oh. you, did you see the new uh, hotel in, uh, I think it's Hong Kong. That's kind of based off of it? It's based off the Adventurers Club. Well, it's, it's based off that time period. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I've, I've seen a little bit of it. Yeah, man, that place. We went there, like, the one time I went there that I was old enough to go yeah. and that, uh... 
and that it was still open. We were there every single night. That's, that's how it was. On the two trips I went to Orlando, it was every single night. I really hope, um, because the, the main producer behind it passed away. Mm. <coughs> His partner, who is still with Imagineering, doesn't talk about it. Because um, he has other projects he's working on. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm still trying desperately to find anyone who's connected with it, who's willing to chat about the... Yeah. Because that's, that's you know, I still... I, I sign off the podcast every every time with a kungaloosh. Yeah. Because it is something that needs to stay alive somehow, so... Yeah, it's still... There's a lot of people do it at the Jungle Cruise. Yeah. So luckily it's still... Well, and there's a lot of props that are at Trader Sam's that are from the Adventures yeah. Club, so... And as you said before, we're all obsessed with nostalgia nowadays. Oh my god, yeah. So we're, <laughs> we're nostalgic about the thing that helped us be nostalgic about the 20s. So it's like... it's like, Pretty much, It's yeah. like nostalgia-ception. <laughs> so... Deception. <laughs> uh, oh, at, And at some point we'll be nostalgic for the time when we were nostalgic about that thing. Pretty you know, much. It's, it's, we're going to be... No- we're gonna be nostalgic for when we were we were nostalgic about Star Wars. And it's gonna be <laughs> remember like, that time. Remember that, that time when we were so young and innocent before we, you know, being nostalgic. Oh, about just wait. Cosplaying. Just no. Just wait until they reboot Harry Potter. Oh gosh, you know, I, I've, at some point it's going to happen. I mean, it may be twenty years or. Oh yeah. At some point, it's going to be. Uh, oh, speaking of uh, tie-ins, and I, I was going to mention this when we were talking about Cinderella and all the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you did you hear that uh, uh, Watson is going to be playing uh, Belle? In the, oh the yes, live action, yes, the live, I did. Emma Watson is going to be Belle in the new Beauty and the Beast. Somebody posted on. Um, well, for the listeners, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, and Cal knows this, but they probably don't know all my tattoos and weirdness. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, somebody posted. Oh my God, Hermione's going to be Belle. What is this life? And it took me just so much to not write. Emma Watson's actually an actress. They can play many roles. Uh, <laughs> I hate it when people are just. I'm like, that's not. It's, it's not that weird. It's not. No. I although it's. Um. I, I think the really funny thing is someone was like, well, she's doing this, and uh, um, Daniel Radcliffe is you know did uh, Equus. So it's just a matter of time before Rupert Grint does Finian's Rainbow. <laughs> went, Racist. <laughs> It can still be racist if it's against the Irish. It's, it's racist. It's true. Yeah. Uh, no, and I actually, that, that comes back to the nostalgia thing. I think yeah. Emma Watson as Belle is the weirdest ass casting I could ever imagine. Yeah, I, I don't think so. You don't, th- you don't think so? I, I mean, put pictures of them next to each other. They look pretty similar. Uh, I, don't, I, I still don't know um, how I feel about that one. That one's going to be... Well, but once again, I'm not going to see Cinderella because <laughs> I don't want to promote this. Look, mm-hmm. Disney can do things like Into the Woods. Yeah. Which was stellar. I loved Into the Woods. It, it, I mean, I watched that, and it, it was every bit as wonderful as me watching it with Bernadette Peters. Mm-hmm. You know, it was yeah. a fantastic thing. And then they can do things like Once Upon a Time that I look at and go, "This is Days of Our Lives with fantasy characters. Yeah. This is this is the basest soap opera writing, and yet it gets phenomenal ratings. You want to know why? Nostalgia. Yep. So. Oh uh, uh, well, we'll we'll be around when they do the third Snow White reboot, and that'll be you know. <laughs> then we'll look back and we'll go. You know what? The one thing that they've never been able to reboot, the Jungle Cruise. No. See how I tied it around? Yeah. Went back to it. You did it. <laughs> Yay! I've made an entire trip around the river. And we'll never be able to even make the freaking <laughs> movie. Oh, uh, it's been so long. It's okay. We can until then. We can just go back and watch DVD copies of Tales of the Gold Monkey or uh, <laughs> just so- Trevor stealing the 
lamp. This lamp. Or, or people, you know what? People can just listen to this podcast and then it's they true. have everything they need. So that's a good place for us to wrap it. Stephanie, I adore you. Thank you. I adore you too. You're the bestest. And uh, for everyone who is uh, listening at home, uh, thank you guys for continuing to support us. We have a full slate. For the first time in four years, I have, uh, by next week, I will have two and a half months of episodes banked. So we actually are going to be all the way through, by the time this goes up, I'll have episodes all the way through April or May. So facebook.com slash jungle cruise, C-R-E-W-S. If you are a skipper or know a skipper who would like to appear on the show, our email address, junglecruisecrews at gmail.com. And as always, we wish every one of you out there a hearty and healthy kungaloosh, and we'll see you soon.